Hello. Hello, is that Christabel? Yes, this is Christabel. Hi. Hey, it's Jed over in, in London. How are you? Hello. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing well. I woke up not so long ago. I'm on a pretty ridiculous schedule oh, okay. right now, which I'm trying I'm trying to I I it's, it's as, as hard as I try to get on the schedule of like normal humans, it's just <laughs> it's just challenging for me. I feel like I get all of my best thinking and best work done late at night, and yeah. um, so. But but you know that's just kind of it's been an it's been an ongoing struggle. So it's noon here, and okay. and I'm freshly awake for you. I got up early to talk to you. Oh, so. thank you so much. Yeah, I'm gonna say all, all the best oh. of us are nocturnal, so it's it's fine. I mean, I hope so. I hope it's not just this affliction. I I, I guess I struggle with that. <laughs> if it you know if it's like something that I should really try to work on but every time i try it just seems to flip back the other direction so eventually you just you don't really fight it anymore so that's kind of where i am until i have to wake up for at four at four in the morning to get on an airplane which will be happening fairly soon but other than that you know oh that sucks is that to come to london for the uh for the festival well it just kind of seems to happen every time i go on a trip but it's actually it's good it's like I don't know. My my body has been through a lot. The, the touring and um, the touring is like you know, like five weeks of like you know, like everything yeah. that you're not supposed to do to your body, and then you do that, and then you have to be like present and like vibrant, and you know, it's kind of like you have you, you test all your superhuman abilities, and so I have to make sure I'm. <laughs> still in the game oh. you know no sleep and and three performances and you know going to another country it's actually it's good it's i i it's 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 all it's all right no no worries it will I'm be just, worth it I'm, I'm sure i'm sure oh god it always is it always is <laughs> so what's up with you what's going on so um so this is my podcast uh which is called currently called what to watch on netflix but i'm actually rebranding it um possibly when when all of these interviews go out because i'm interviewing a lot of your colleagues as well in twin peaks um yes. so it might be called okay. jed talks from now on um as a, a pun okay. on, on on ted talks so jed talks yes, named after yes, me I, yep i I got it. I got it. <laughs> that's one person. That's great. <laughs> I like it. No, I, I think you. I think Jed Talks totally works, and you don't even have to explain it. Exactly. You'd be like, you know, if someone doesn't get it, whatever. Don't they don't even, but because they won't, if they won't get it when you explain it either. True. <laughs> so that's true. Say, it's right. Right. I think when so they see the logo Jed as well, Talks. it'll give them a little bit of a clue because I am right? just ripping off the Ted Talks logo as well. <laughs> Um, you know but, what? Do it. That's that's it's it's the most kind of honest podcast yeah. title. <laughs> it's true. It's right. Um, right. Unless exactly. you know, Ted. Unless you're going to sing, or maybe you know, rap, oh. then you might have to change it a little bit. Well, we can Ted we can rap. sing in a bit but, if you want. But Ted talks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, before we like start, though, I, before we start, yes. I, I do have to. Uh, I've got a message to pass on from from Rebecca Del Rio. She just told me to tell you, Ciao Bella. Oh, uh, oh yeah, sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> and you get to She's see her soon. I, I know. I'm. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah, we get to hang out and really unusual locations. Last time, you know, oh, yeah? she may have told you we got to. 
spend some time in Hobart, Tasmania. Oh, wow. um, it's always nice when you get to rendezvous with 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 friends uh-huh. in ext- extreme locations. And I don't know if you know much about Hobart, Tasmania. Nothing. But it's, <laughs> it's a yeah, as as most do, but it's actually becoming quite a little cultural hotspot for a number of reasons but that's a story for a different a different time okay. but yeah i'm absolutely looking forward to seeing rebecca del rio and kimmy and i haven't really spent too much time with dana ashbrook actually uh-huh. this will be our first kind of function oh. uh, together and we yeah we only had one scene in in you know in mm-hmm. each other's vicin- vicinity when yeah. we were on the show so i'm looking forward to I spoke hanging to out him with, with yesterday. Dana a little more. Yeah, I spoke to him yeah, yesterday. He's right he's on. great. He's um, he's uh, he, he seems like a really really cool guy. And yeah, I'm sure you'll have um, a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I- I bet, I bet. I think you are. Um, but this podcast um, is essentially just me speaking to people who work in TV and film, um, just about their experiences um, in TV and film, and just anything you'd like to kind of recommend in your career, be it music, um, film, things, other things you've, you've done, or things you want to recommend for the future, things, projects that you have coming coming up. Um, but let's let's start at where people probably know you best for at the moment which is uh your role as fbi agent tammy um in the tammy preston in the new twin peaks um tell me everything's like no, no detail too small about how you first met david lynch oh mm. well this was this was many many years ago now this mm-hmm. i think so it's about 1999 so let's let's rewind the clock to 1999. Um, I was a young woman. I had a wonderful manager in Los Angeles, although I was living in Texas at the time. Uh, I, I had the manager who was just very, very keen to help me um, get into maybe a film or a television show uh, because he felt like that was my that was the, the the best opportunity that I would have to kind of make a splash mm-hmm. by his estimation. And his estimation was worthwhile. He'd sold uh, nearly a hundred million albums wow, he's <laughs> at, at that point in, in his career. His name, his name was Bud Prager. Okay. And Bud Prager um, was a gentleman who managed this band called Foreigner. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, that was <laughs> rather popular. Yeah. 60 million albums later uh, in, in the U.S and he managed a number of other bands as well and you know he had not been on top uh, you know of his game as a manager for a long time he'd he'd had success he'd made plenty of money but he really wanted to have an artist that was that was doing very well again I think that was that was his motivation that was his thrill and in me he found someone who was willing to play an experiment and so Bud Prager had this had this idea that he wanted to, you know, just see what he could do, see if I could meet somebody uh, in the industry that might be able to to help us out. So he gets a favor from someone and gets me 15 minutes in a room with this agent at the Creative Artist Agency named Brian Laux. And Brian Laux, neither of us knew at the time, uh, was the man who uh, really was the only 
only person who could have made this connection to David Lynch um, because he once kind of represented David Lynch in, in various capacities uh, and knew that David Lynch was interested in making music, knew that he was looking for musical collaborators potentially. Um, this was also the agent that introduced David to Rebecca Del Rio, ah, as we mentioned before, okay. as well as Karen O and Licky Lee. This was the gentleman with the keys to the Lynch castle in <laughs> yeah. that respect. Uh, and after about, you know, maybe 15 minutes of conversation, it happened pretty fast. Brian said, okay, I have a feeling that David uh, may want to work with you. And so uh, so often these things happen, and an, and a, and some guy in Hollywood would say something like this, and it would never actually come to fruition. You know, yeah. it would never really happen. But but this this guy was actually able to make it happen. And I had a meeting with David a few weeks later, and you know, it was everything that you would hope it would be. David was absolutely warm and compassionate larger than life and yet still so grounded and 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 conscious of the fact that I would have been so nervous to meet him <laughs> and and we were both we were both I think really hoping that that it would that something would work that he was hoping that he would want to make music with me and I was hoping that that our connection would be would be genuine and and that it would yield something wonderful and and we were both we were both pleased to find out that not only was it like a really nice moment to meet you know David Lynch as yeah. as an icon and this you know wild wonderful character who seemed not quite real um he was so real and so conscious and so present and our meeting was actually as 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 raging as my nerves were to meet this to meet this person i was i was absolutely calmed by his presence and made to feel comfortable and um and realized that this human had real compassion for my situation and once we were in the studio and he was playing me music uh, and I was you know was playing for him my demo we just realized that oh this actually this kind of maybe even might work out and we wrote a song together the day that we met and since then we've had just really wonderful um mutually stimulating, pleasing, exciting, calming experiences in our lives together that have led to some amazing things like like my being in Twin Peaks. Um, yeah. But even more so, like to just, you know, be around this person who's <laughs> a really wonderful guy, a really, really just lovely presence and... Um, yeah, I, I, you know, you'll hear it from everyone who works with David. He's mm -hmm. just, he's got a really special thing about him. And your your own special thing is activated when you are around him as well. He's, he's very much one of these beings that ignites and um and enlights and kind of just gets all the juices flowing and then makes you feel like you're you're a part of it and you are a part of it and and it's just the overall really positive 
deal to be around to be around David. What, um, the, from what I've heard from from some of your Twin Peaks uh, colleagues, they kind of describe him almost like in in a way that is beyond like human, like he's a wizard or something, like he's Merlin or something. That, that at any moment he could produce <laughs> magic, and and you don't really know how he exists as a person because he's so full of this incredible creativity and he seems like a complete one-off and 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 everyone's just attracted to him like a like a creativity mm. magnet um but were you were you Indeed. i'm assuming that you were, you were you were a big david lynch fan prior to to meeting him what 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 was it about his his movies or tv shows that that kind of made you like like him well, uh, honestly, when I met David, I I had seen Lost Highway mm-hmm. and I'd seen Twin Peaks when I was very young. And yeah. I didn't necessarily remember a whole lot of Twin Peaks. What I remembered of Twin Peaks was the music yeah. uh, that had made a, a, a serious impression on me. Um, and then Lost Highway, I had I had been utterly enthralled, but I... I I was honestly, you know, at that time, uh, you know, I was seeing pieces of art films as much about the actors and the music and the elements. I wasn't necessarily seeing it all about, you know, uh, the director at Mm -hmm. that time, Uh, because it's not just about, you know, films are, are, you know, collaborative efforts. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I I was just so absorbed in music. But I wasn't necessarily like I, I had. I David Lynch had been to some degree at my peripheral uh, at the time that I met him. But he he was an icon. Yeah. I knew his hair. I knew <laughs> that he was probably kind of an odd an odd character, you know. But, it, but and then and it was Brian, you know, who who connected me with David, not because he knew that I was a fan, but because he had an intuition that our personalities um, and our, you know, kind of entities would, would mesh well together and would complement each other. But um, it, it wasn't like I was this, you know, rabid David Lynch fan. Mm -hmm. And then I got to meet him. I just, I knew of him as this, you know, kind of, otherworldly figure um and and it wasn't like i'd done a tremendous amount of research when i when i was young my parents watched Eraserhead, and they used to you know quote the film you know and it was this kind of it was this odd beautiful exchange that they had you know my mother would say she would shout things like you i'm on vacation you take care of the baby you know that kind of stuff but <laughs> you know, rather you're on vacation you take care of the baby like that was and i remember being like god that's so bizarre but we were all kind of weird anyway so i can't say that that was like an anomaly um an anomaly what's god no coffee yet an an anomaly (laughs) they're making up words for for jet talks um so i i wasn't i wasn't like you know in in that kind of place in my life where i was just like you know i was I just was excited to meet this guy. And mm-hmm. later on, I would become um, a fan of David's work. But I was always careful not to oversaturate myself either. Mm-hmm. Uh, because as David and I were making music together, and he was becoming a, a bigger part of my life, um, I, I was I was totally transfixed by who he was as a person, um, more so than I was you know, always just into his art. I was 
at that point, you know, he was showing me paintings and, you know, animations and things, you know, when we would hang out that he had done. And I was just like, damn, this guy is just teeming with creativity. It's just dripping from him. And in all kinds of mediums, you know, there was, there was poetry, there was, you know, uh, there was these odd sculptures and, and, and animatronics. And, you know, there was just everything and everything in his life was, was facilitated art. You know, there was, there was ways to make art everywhere, all kinds of art. And that was the most significant thing to me was this, this was a consummate artist. I had never met someone that really everything around them was, was tailored to, you know, to, to be able to, um, execute any kind of artistic idea that would come that would come to the surface for him you know whether mm-hmm. it was like you know making furniture or it was recording a song you know everything around him was was at the ready you know to 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 experiment with with some juicy morsel of of idea that that came to him you know and that was what impressed me most about david is that when he was inspired he could take action and and that was really you know showing me what what a real artist looked like uh so that was that was the biggest impression that david made on me um more than you know watching his films and and being moved by you know those things mm-hmm. although all i always was it was david as a person that was just like just mind bendingly creative and you know very fertile uh fount of of ideas and and creativity and I mean, he also says lots of good things about you, as you obviously have been told probably many times. But um, I read one quote um, oh. about you that he said quite recently, uh, which was, I think he said to The Guardian, and it was, um, Christabel is mm. round and fully packed, and what comes out of her reminds me of a light blue songbird with extended wings and a shining beak. Mm. And if that someone said that about me i would have that on on stationery and that would be my iphone background that would be my bio or my twitter page <laughs> oh that's a good point you know I, I i it's possible i take these things for granted i i'm you know but but honestly you know when when Catherine um, read that to me. You know, she had reached out to him. I, 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 we were doing this interview in, in, in London, and she mm-hmm. she let me know that she reached out to David's office to get a quote. And and a, I was very impressed because usually people don't just reach out to David's office. It's <laughs> it's it's a, it's very it's very difficult. I should have thought so of that. It's yeah. not just hoops, <laughs> right. It's not just hoops to jump through. It's like it's like like fiery hoops um <laughs> but anyway yeah she, and, and she read that to me and i i was i was very moved you know because david you know he's he's just he, he's he's poetic and but he's so from the heart and and it's just this you know he's not just kind of like finding you know pretty words that mean pretty things it's like he knew he knew that that would touch me he mm-hmm. knew that that would that i would hear that and that you know as that I would, that I would, you know, be really 
attached, which I really was. But, but yeah, I should think about stationery, yeah. right? That's it's pretty great. It's pretty great. You know, David, he's been so good to me. God, that man. I, I don't quite understand it. Um, I think there's some like karma, or there's some <laughs> like you know, there's something there. I, I, I and I, I have I have uh, so much gratitude for Brian Laux, um, the man who originally had this little twinge of mm-hmm. like, oh, maybe this girl and David Lynch, maybe that would work. Uh, because that really was a, it, it was a big it was a massive thing in in my life. David's yeah. been nothing short of a, a monumental um, influence on my life and career. Um, you know, so and and he's been incredibly gracious yeah. <laughs> with, with the quotes. I mean, because he's he's real good at he's real good at that stuff. I'm I, I gotta he is, yeah. I gotta hand it to him. I wonder if uh, Twin yeah. Peaks fans are picking through that that description of you and and maybe trying to get clues mm-hmm. out of it for a new series. Like, because he he's used the yeah. color blue there specifically. So I wonder if they're thinking, okay, so Agent Tammy Preston is, mm-hmm. and she's in the Blue Rose. Uh, uh, What's it, what's it task called? Force. Task Force, yeah. And maybe it's something the, to do with the that. The Blue Rose Task Force, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know, uh, I, I wonder, I wonder. Uh, with David, it's like he is such, again, fecund territory for like secret possibilities and and but you know I, sometimes i'm like give the guy a break he just used a color he just said <laughs> the word blue you know maybe there was nothing <laughs> secretive about it maybe there was no easter eggs there but at the same time i think i think the easter eggs and those things happen as just a result of david being like so tapped in mm-hmm. and so tuned in, he doesn't have to think about these things. They just those those affiliations and associations and those beautifully woven bits of wizardry. They just happen. He's not trying. I don't mm-hmm. think it's just. It's like he's just so like in enraptured in all of these things. I mean, I was just at an event where I was sitting with David. And um, the 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 gentleman named Josh Fadim came, the actor who plays the character Phil on Twin Peaks. And Phil is kind of, you know, Dougie's lovable kind of sidekick yeah. character at, at Lucky Seven Insurance. You know, this yes. radiant man and, and just fine actor and lovely human. And and Josh, you know, walked in while I was chatting with David and and David didn't skip a beat. He looked at he looked at Josh, he said, Hi Phil, how's Dougie? <laughs> and Josh, being the brilliant actor that he is, told David how Dougie was doing. And they went into, you know, a four and a half to seven minute conversation about you know phil's uh, promotion at the office and and you know and and you know it was this beautiful and and david was genuinely curious how w was doing and knew that phil could fill him in was david in full-on gordon cole mode no, oh. David was in like narrator of 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 all of it. He wasn't right. not Gordon, okay. and he wasn't Gordon. He was he was the he was like the he was the being that was genuinely heartfully curious oh. about about Dougie, and it was it was so 
I, I, that and 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 Josh Fadum as Phil was able to give him these just these like these updates that he was craving. David wow. is Gordon, and 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 David is just so genuinely and authentically you know, in love with these characters and wants to know how they are and cares how they're doing. And I think because of this, like, this, you know, um, immersion, I don't think it's an immersion because it's just an isness that David has with with Twin Peaks and the universe of Twin Peaks, these things that, that you know, blur the lines of, of reality and, and mystery and, you know, and, and you know, plot lines, mm-hmm. that is, it, it is, it is veil, it is butterfly wing thin, you know, yeah. <laughs> between these worlds for David. And I think that's why he's able to tap into things that are, you know, in, for me, it, when the worlds of, of Twin Peaks and, and this other plane on which we exist, um, when those worlds just kind of just whisper together and it's not, it's just, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm making the hand movement that David makes with his fingers. It's that thing, you know, if we had a video podcast right now, you would see that, it, but it's yeah. like... It's, That's the next it's idea for Jen Talks. Yeah. The, right, the, the, next, the next step. It's between worlds, and David lives, lives he's got such access mm-hmm. to that place. Um, and I don't remember what the original question was. Not too high. But I <laughs> but just... I'm That's fascinated we, yeah. by, by the fact that he can he can kind of like sit back and be immersed and enjoy the universe he created, and it, it, it that fills me oh. full of joy that he can actually tap into that and and actually enjoy the characters and like oh it's great. Um, oh. Do you think? I, yeah, oh, sorry, go on. I, what were you saying? No, no, no. I I think it's a tremendous insight into how he's able to find the heart so deeply in these in these characters um and i i i admire that with him and it's and it's not something that he tries to do it's that heart and wizardry that we talked about in the beginning mm-hmm. this is not you know david trying to do something or trying to find something this is this is who he is this is his beingness uh and and it just he he has so much um respect and honor for for you know these these beings that he brings into existence mm-hmm. as well you know and there's something so deeply like charming but also makes sense you know of of course you'd You'd want these entities to have lives of their own. It's like tulpas; yes. they're like breathing on their mm-hmm. own. You yeah. know, they they have they have they have realities outside of you. That would be so cruel if they only existed. You know, when when you were when you were thinking about them. You know, they have they have all these um, experiences when you're not around, That's and great. you like to find out about them. <laughs> yeah. And that is just really, yeah, it's really something. And um, and Tammy Preston, when you uh, were given the ro- the role by by David, what what information were you giving, and were you given all of the lines at once, or were you just told a brief part of her story, and you had to kind of just find out where it led to, or what was the kind of what happened? Well, um, it, yeah, it, it, initially it was 
I was given like painfully little information, I think by design, mm-hmm. uh, David sets these things up, um, you know, maybe for the richness of life. Um, he was, he just gave me like, you know, he said, I, I think there's a role for you in my new, in my new project. And we were in the middle of a recording session and I, knew full well what his new project was, although he wasn't even saying the words at that moment. Um, you know, I, and, and I, I was just kind of, I was, I was floored because I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and for a long time, that was pretty much all I knew. There's a role for you in my new, in my new, my new project. Mm-hmm. And then he said, She's nothing like you, Christabel. She's hyper intelligent and just with a straight face. And I was like, fuck you, David. He knew it. He was like he he made every process of of this of this of this unveiling like, you know, memorable and tantalizing and (laughs) and fun because that's what David does, you know. And yeah. yeah. And and so I didn't know anything about Tammy for a long time. I knew little just precious little morsels of information. And then at some point I signed an NDA and he gave me a little more. But really, I would find out everything when I was finally able to read a script. And that happened um, in 2015, in like the summer of 2015, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I, I read a script and I was just like, and then my head was spinning. Uh, because, you know, t- I, I realized that Tammy, uh, she... Yeah, she's 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 a significant player in this in this thing, and she has an interesting, uh, you know, quality in that she's kind of she's learning things as the as the as the audience is learning things. She's very much she's very much on the outside, but on the inside. She's on the inside outside. (laughs) She gets you know she gets a remarkable amount of um, exposure to very you know, mysterious things that she just, she, but she's, she doesn't know what she's seeing. She doesn't know what she, she's really got to put things together herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And she gets some clues and, and, and occasionally, you know, Albert and, and Gordon will throw her a bone, but she, she really, she's, she's kind of on her own in a lot of ways, but she's very, very capable um but she's she she's asking questions she's super curious um and she really she really admires and respects her her colleagues uh gordon and albert um and and so she's she's in it to win it she's on she's on the ride she's fully present for it Mm -hmm. um but she she knows she knows a lot and she knows a little yeah. <laughs> both at the same time. I, f- I yeah. feel like T- yeah. Tammy is kind of playing the, one of the most important roles in the new Twin Peaks. She's playing the role of the audience. Mm. She is the vessel that the yeah. audience uh, follow. And that's how we get information through Tammy asking the questions that may seem um, obvious to, to Cole, but um, these are questions the audience want to know. And, and you're there asking those questions and, um, I feel like the, I, if there wasn't yeah. a Tammy there, then it would be a lot more confusing in an already quite confusing <laughs> series. <laughs> she she provides a, a little bit of of of, of a 
uh, the lighthouse in, that's in a way. That's the exact word in, I was going to use, yes. Elements. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's flashing. She's flashing a code. Um, uh, you know, but, but she, she doesn't even, she doesn't exactly know that she's doing it. She's just really, she's just present to... To, to the mystery and she's giving it all she's got and she's a very you know um she's enthusiastic mm-hmm. uh and and you know but she's also she's she's trying to also be very um what's the word like not calculated but she's you know she's going through she's she's doing She's got her skills. She's yeah. got a skill set, and she's she's something of a of, of a scientist in her in her way. She wants to approach things. She she wants facts. She wants information. She wants to test things out. And but she's yeah she's overwhelmed with the information that she's getting. <laughs> but she is loving every minute of, of it as well. I I, I really. You know, Tammy is is also a mystery yet unfolding. There is there is a lot and a little um, that you get to know about her because so much of her is like holding space and um, you know for this for this journey of 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 looking for for Cooper and and just it's just fraught, <laughs> you know, with all of these ridiculous things that keep happening and and um and and she's but she's just she is in it you know and she's not going anywhere she really i i love how stable and grounding you know even in even in heels yeah. <laughs> she, she can be for 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 everyone and for herself so yeah tammy she's she's she has her moments that's, she that's does. for sure <laughs> and if if david kind of gave you the the nod that there was going to be another series of twin peaks where would you like to see tammy going how would the progression kind of be you, <laughs> oh, God, and also has he given you a nod begin to speculate yeah um there's been no head movement right whatsoever <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> there's been no hand movements or head movements there's been nothing of nothing of the sort um and as far as tammy you know it would look i i i wouldn't put if twin peaks were to ever come back i wouldn't put it past david to do something you know completely different you know mm-hmm. to 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 focus on, you know, Jerry's foot for 18 episodes. I, I, I don't, I, which I, I think might be interesting, you know, um, I don't, I, I, I don't even dare to speculate those things because mm-hmm. it's like, it's kind of like, um, it might even spoil it. You know, there's no, there's no, ex, there's no expectations. There's no like, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing. It's, it's just, you know, kind of like seeking an enlightenment, anything that you think it might be, I'm sure you'd be wrong. Of course. Yeah. So why even, why even try, That's you true. know, because the, the experience, you know, is, is so, um, ethereal. Um, and so, you know, that if I were to write some fan fiction about Tammy, it would, it would be so outrageous. It would be, (laughs) (laughs) I would go in some extreme other direction, uh, you know, 
but I'll I'll leave Twin Peaks to David. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. And Mark and Mark <laughs> David and Mark for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, can we talk about your your music a little bit? Um, so um, absolutely. Yeah, because you're you're a singer, and that's what your your main your main thing. Um, so you obviously did collaborations with, with with David Lynch, and I was just watching some of the videos uh, just before I spoke to you. And again, they're just haunting videos, haunting music, beautiful, um, mm. really, really awesome songs. And um, you've also done a cover of the of of Falling, uh, the Julie Cruz song, which is it's totally different from the original, but equally as as brilliant and haunting. Um, what, oh, ma- what yeah what what made you what made you want to want to cover that besides obviously your affiliation with Twin Peaks I wanted to cover that song because it had been my understanding previously that um the theme song for Twin Peaks had been you know its own thing and then David had written some lyrics to it, and it had gone on on Julie's record. Mm-hmm. Um, that had and, and that had been what I what I thought to be the case. And then I read uh, an article, I believe it was in the Guardian, that said uh, it was it was called "Make It Like the Wind." Angelo was the title of the article, right. and it was you know of course something that David might say. Um, as an expression to to bring forth a certain feeling in mm-hmm. you know in in music, which you know clearly Angelo spoke that language, yeah. uh, and and I, in that article I learned that no falling Julie Cruz's version of falling came first, and that song mm. was a song, and then the Twin Peaks theme came from that, oh. and so I was like oh, <laughs> and then. Then all of these feelings I had for the Twin Peaks theme song, I, which I had a lot of feelings for yeah, the of theme course, song, yeah. um, and for some reason that shift made me feel very compelled to 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 pay homage in the way that I knew how to do, which was to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it was really. You know, I have infinite respect for Julie Cruz, and I really, uh, this was kind of originally meant to be just this little kind of whisper of of, of a cover, just my little thing, you know, maybe with um, a quick track and, and, you know, one take, maybe even live, and then this this kind of stuff just kind of kept happening. I, I had this amazing mixer uh, producer engineer who was just a striking talent who was like, Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to do a track for you. And I was like, really? And then, you know, a studio opened up, you know, you want to use a studio to do vocals. Okay. And then this amazing director was like, Hey, I want to do the video. And I was like, really? It was this thing that kind of kept blossoming and blossoming. And I was honestly a bit reluctant because I was like, Oh God, what am I doing? I, I, I'm, <laughs> covering fall it was like it kind of just it had this momentum to it and when that happened momentum like that is so precious and doesn't just happen all the time Mm -hmm. so i just kind of got out of the way and i just prayed for the best i prayed that that david wouldn't hate it and i prayed that julie wouldn't feel you know completely um you know like i'd I'd gone into some precious territory like 
and, and I was unwelcome, you know, in that I was I was really concerned about all of those things. Of course, but yeah. at the same time, when when art comes forward, it's like you kind of just she's just like, OK, you just you just jump. You just leap into the void, because if you were always scared, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't do anything. So I did. I leapt into the void. And this 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 song came out, this cover and it was, you know, so different. Um, and it and it was really put out into the world with no expectation. Only I, I just was like, okay, this thing happened. I did this. I did this. Uh, <laughs> I did this. And and then you know, and then it seemed like it was finding its place. Um, and some people were were just, you know, horrified, and some people were pleasantly. You know, um, thought it was a, a, a yet a new way to enjoy that song, yeah. and then you know, and, and in my estimation, they listen to my version and they're like, oh, 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 this makes me want to hear Julie's version. So they go visit Julie's version, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's kind of a little bit of of new life, you know, that can come for that everyone can enjoy. And and Julie is so gracious, and she, you know, never made me feel you know, like anything. But oh, this is just another artist singing this wonderful song. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it, it was like that. But but yeah, that was that was the story behind falling. And, you know, none of my other music is really anything close to that, Um, which is, you know, but, but that's how things happen sometimes. But yeah, I've made two albums with David, the first one in 2011 called this train, the Mm -hmm. second one in 2016, somewhere in the nowhere. And, then I did another album shortly thereafter with the wonderful producer John Parrish mm-hmm. um, that came out right around the time that Twin Peaks came out. That one is called We Dissolve. And then right, and then I had another EP that came out um, in March of this year, and now I'm working on a new record. Nice. Uh, and all, you know, the, the themes of the music, you know, although the music is always somewhat different in the different incarnations different albums it's like you know there's this nod towards fascination with the great unknown and you know kind of a bit of a cosmic romance um (laughs) and i i've always been drawn to that stuff uh i think one of the things that kind of brings david and um and me together is this kind of you know interest in these unusual kind of you know esoteric mm-hmm. <laughs> subjects and yep. and mysteries of, of mysteries of the unknown and we both just really kind of dig that stuff and um and and it's carried on into my into my music that I've made without him um but but the music has changed because you know David there's only one David Lynch and, <laughs> and his compositions are so singularly Lynchian and my voice with, with his Lynchianness yields a certain thing. And so the, the new music is, is its own thing, but, but there are concepts, um, you know, that we, that we explored in our albums that continue through. Um, but, yeah, I, music is my world. Music is my life, and <laughs> I love to perform. I I love to to do to give you know to give full on shows. Um, that's like that's my true happy place. 
Well, the best thing to happen yeah. then would yeah. be if there was a new Twin Peaks series, it, it would it would be for uh, Agent Tammy Preston to get up on stage at at the uh, Roadhouse and um, and actually <laughs> <laughs> sing a song. That that would be perfect. Yeah, you can. You know, I I. I, I can't. I can't say that I've never had that fantasy, um, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that one's going to remain a fantasy. But you know what? Anything is possible in the world of Twin Peaks. You that just, is true. You just never know. I was. Yeah. The, the biggest mystery of Twin Peaks is how they book such good bands for the Roadhouse. It's in the middle of nowhere. And, Man. <laughs> and in the middle of nowhere. It's really. Yeah, they've got a great booking agent for that really for that do. little club. They. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, darling, I have, I've, I've, I've got a, I've got an appointment that I have oh. to get to. I've had such a lovely yes. time speaking with you. You too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking to me. Um, good luck at the uh, Twin Peaks UK Festival. Um, if if everyone wants to yeah. go, that that's the 29th and 30th of September, which is uh, when this comes out in a few days' time. Um, is there anywhere where people can contact you on on social networks? Where's the best place for them to say hello? Absolutely. Uh, my first name is Christabel, and that's also my performer name. Mm-hmm. It's spelled a little unusually, <laughs> C-H-R-Y-S-T-A space B-E-L-L. Mm-hmm. And if you, yeah, if you if you can get the spelling right, the, all the doors will open. <laughs> that's all of my social media and my website, Christabel.com. And um, yeah, it would be, I've got all kinds of interesting goodies also on my site. Um, offerings and lots of music so yeah go check it out thank you so much Christabel thank you for your great questions no worries yeah I hope to see you at the festival yeah I'll come and say hello (laughs) I definitely will take care Christabel have a lovely evening you too speak soon thank you bye bye bye